0: But how was your New Year? Very subdued. It was it was just me and Meg. I think she went to bed probably around like eleven. Yep. So she rang in the New Year with the New York crowd. And I I stayed upstairs. I didn't even watch anything New Year's Eve, I just stayed up watching like YouTube stuff. Yeah. I went I went down a YouTube rabbit hole until like one in the morning.
1: Sarah also went to bed very early. She went to bed at eleven, kinda of the same thing. Rang in the New Year with the East Coast. And then went on to bed, and I was fine with that. She was like, "I'm sorry, I'm not making it to midnight," and I was like, "You haven't made it to midnight like the whole time I've known you. Like you've never made it that long."
0: Boom, roasted.
1: She's actually. I'm really excited. I love Community, the the TV show about the Community mm-hmm. College. Yeah. And uh, she's watching it right now for the first time. She just started on episode one right before I came in here, and I'm so excited. <laughs>
0: I feel like I've been kind of watching it vicariously because it's been it's been Meg's watch here recently. And I mean, I do spend the lion's share of my time up here. But when I'm down there and I'll watch an episode or two with her and she'll try to explain to me what's going on. I feel like this shows a lot like The Office for me in the sense of like I can watch it in bursts and I can understand it and I can know a lot about it. Yeah, But I don't know that I would go so far as to say, like, I like it. It's just, it's too cringe for me. I don't do cringe well. I love
1: everything about, I. it well, okay, and most people will probably agree with me, but the show was really good up until Troy left, played by Donald Glover. As soon as he went on to do his own thing, the show was just not the same at all.
0: Well, there were other dynamics at play when he left, weren't there? Because, I mean, the show, it got hit by a writer's strike. Yeah. And then it got canceled, and then it got, like, brought back on Netflix. Amazon. No, Am- no, no, no. Okay.
1: Yahoo. Oh. Yeah, Yahoo had a streaming a hot second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Up
0: in the sky, it's a... Nope. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. Nope. No, no, no. No superheroes here. Just Jay and John. Welcome to the nerdiest podcast you'll ever... They didn't ask
1: us. Well, Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. I am Jay, and with me here is my co-host, John Jackaroo Jokester.
0: First handful of days of the new year are, are behind us. Yep, we've gotten, let's see, by the time this episode comes out, we will have gotten through three full days of the new year. 120th done with the year. Fractions. (laughs) I'm great at fractions. Don't let anyone tell you different. Hit the ground
1: running, that's for sure. A lot going on in the world. Still got, unfortunately, this virus is still a thing. We're surviving. We're getting through. We had some, actually had some new content come out. Which is what we'll be reviewing this episode with, Wonder Woman eighty
0: four. So do you do you actually call it the full Wonder Woman eighty four, or do you like antiquatedly, I guess, want to still call it Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four?
1: I want to call it Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, but because
0: eighty four is in the title,
1: I decided to stick with that.
0: Okay, because I I thought it was originally being marketed as nineteen eighty four, but like you said, everywhere there's anything about it, it's just eighty four.
1: And in fact, it doesn't even have the Wonder Woman. It looks like it says World War 84.
0: It's very futuristic of them, very dystopian. Gosh. You would have to wonder, if there were 84 world wars, would the United States still be undefeated? Back-to-back World War champs.
1: What, what? Well, should we jump into the news, or should we talk about maybe what we got for Christmas?
0: Instead of, again, kind of like I try to do at the end of the year, let's try to subvert that normal holiday question, Jay. What is the what is the favorite gift that you gave this holiday season?
1: Oh man, a little switcheroo there. My favorite gift well, okay, I to my wife. So I grew up eating on FiestaWare. Everybody knows it's a very popular brand here in the US, made in the USA. Everybody it seems like everybody has it at their house. And because of that, I wanted to register for a different kind of plateware. When we were registering. So we did. And it was a nice one. Except that it scratched super easy. Which was really upsetting. So we had to take it back. Because we were like this is no good. And we got just a plain white dish set. Those we found out later. Were made super cheap. So they were Mm. breaking super easy. And I felt so bad. That we didn't just go ahead and register. For the Fiestaware. So for Christmas this year. I gave my wife four sets of the Fiesta Ware to start adding to her collection, and she was thrilled. Very excited.
0: What a guy!
1: Dinner plate, saucer, and bowl. Four did different give, colors!
0: Did you get her, like, an IOU, or did you did you let her pick the colors out herself, or were you like, uh, we're going rainbow style?
1: I actually, so... I actually planned ahead she actually already has some plates that are the southern pioneer woman or whatever that's called do you know who i'm talking about she sells her stuff at walmart v- vaguely
0: okay well anyway it has I'm a not, color I'm scheme not up, i'm not up to date on my silverware and flatware like get brand on board companies you're falling behind <laughs> have you met me i live behind
1: <laughs> the uh, no those dinnerware plates have like a color scheme to it of like like a turquoise and yellow and red and green. And so I got those colors to match those.
0: Nice. Yeah. Anyway, what about you? So, I have a couple. One of my one of my favorite little pastimes is is bourbon hunting, whiskey hunting, and it's notoriously difficult, but sometimes it is going to be very satisfying.
1: Is that one of those things where you have to get up, like, super early in the morning and make a stand for
0: it? No, like, the, and, the hardcore do you... people do, but I'd go to this one store every now and then. Because, I mean, you can go to different stores, but just, this is a store right next to my house. It's my store. I don't care. Do you keep your kills on the wall? Yes, they're they're mounted. They're mounted <laughs> on the wall.
1: I'm just imagining you getting up super early in the morning. You've got a shotgun with you, and you're walking out into the woods, and you've got a stand... And then you put out like, I'm trying to think of like something that would attract other bourbons. Do you take like a, like an empty barrel? Yeah. Do you take an empty barrel and just set it out so that it
0: attracts the bourbon to the barrel and then you shoot it? I go out there with like an empty super soaker. Yeah. So I come back and I load it into the super soaker. I'm like, Oh, I got you now. That's what I'm imagining in my head. Sorry. That's exactly how it works. I can't believe you found our secret. We need to, I don't think we can release this episode now. Oh, dear. (laughs) But, but anyway, I got my, I got my brother-in-law. It's not like hyper local, not from exclusively our area, but I got him a, a small sampler of, of a distillery close to, close to me, and then a pint of a different Tennessee whiskey. And I was really excited about that. And I got my sister some nerd decor stuff. So I got her a, a Steve Rogers, like, wall, whole, like, hanging thing. And I got her a, a Luke Skywalker figurine. And I'm especially proud of them because it's one of those, like, give gifts that you would want to receive. Right. And I would, like, I would have absolutely wanted to receive those. Right. Yeah, that's really cool. So then to answer to answer your actual question, favorite gift that I received, it's a little thinking outside the box, but I got I got some clothes for Christmas and starting the day this episode is releasing actually my office is going back to not casual day every day just casual Fridays so i needed more pants and shirts to have go. variety for the work day perfect yeah it's funny how that how that works out yeah as you
1: get older it's the the clothing and the underwear and the socks that you tend to really enjoy
0: i mean clothing clothing yes but I feel like underwear and socks I feel like you should purchase for yourself like pants, shirts, towels. I feel like those are solid gifts. but like the the intimates as they're called, right. I feel like someone should purchase for themselves. Well, my favorite gift
1: that I got for Christmas was probably I'd have to say my biggest gift too well well, it was uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla for Xbox. And I was very excited to get that. I love the Assassin's Creed games, and uh, especially since they've started these, they revamped them, renewed them, make them something different, so it didn't feel like it's just the same thing over and over and over. So, that was nice. Yeah,
0: the, the last handful, it's like Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, they've definitely had a lot more of an RPG feel with like skill trees and stuff. Right.
1: Exactly. So you can go any direction you want. So if you want to be more of an assassin, you can where you're sneaking around with stealth. But then at the same time, if you would rather You can be, just build a tank, yeah. Yeah, if you want to yeah, exactly. If you want to be a tank and just plow through everything, that's fine too. You can do that. You can customize it the way you want to. And this one's even better because they listened to a lot of the players where, you know, I think I've actually complained about it before on this podcast where in Origins you would find like a weapon, a sword or something, and you would love it. It would be awesome. And so I'd be playing with that, and then five minutes later, no joke, I would find something else that was even better. So then I'd have to go into my inventory and switch it out and, you know, change it up again, and it would fight a different way. You know, you'd swing it a different way, and so you had to adjust to it. so... With this one, if you find something that you like, you can keep it and you can keep upgrading it to the point that it's like the best thing ever nice and the weapons are rare too like you don't run into them all that much so i I really like it a lot and but if but. you
0: get stuck with one that you just hate, you're just stuck with it
1: <laughs> well if you if you look you can find them I mean they're not too they're not too hard to find,
0: but they're not dropping like three in a fight.
1: Yeah, no, like you, you actually, actually, I don't think I've gotten one at all yet from an actual fight. You actually have to go out and find it in like a chest. It's, it's different, but I like it. It's a good different. So I'm excited about it. I've had a lot of fun with it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a pretty expansive map as well,
1: isn't it? It is. It's huge. In fact, it took me five hours before I finally got to the opening credits.
0: Wow yeah that is that is dedication we'll we'll be sure to check in again with you in our first podcast of 2022 to see if you've finished the opening (laughs) credits
1: yeah exactly so anyway but that's uh that's been our christmas we'd like to hear from you too listener what maybe what you got for christmas or something that you gave like john's question i actually liked your yours a little bit better john it was less selfish but what's one of your favorite gifts that you gave? So that's pretty cool.
0: Or like a, like a fun memory that you made. A good experience that you had. Because, I mean, holidays 2020 were hard on everybody. Trying to find those silver linings is definitely something more worth focusing on to me. I agree. Well, let's jump into the news. Because we actually got quite a bit of news
1: to cover this week. First off... Let's start with some Marvel news. Spider-Man gets a new costume in the Amazing Spider-Man comics. Really? Yeah. I don't,
0: Actually, I don't how you feel
1: about that. You ought to look it up real quick. It looks pretty cool. Uh, it's a very tech-heavy costume, and so it's blue, white, yellow, and I don't know if it was made by Stark Industries or what, but it looks pretty cool. But you know, it's always they like to do that whenever. Maybe sales haven't been exactly the way they want them to be, so they do something new with his costume to make people go, ooh, fun.
0: I, I don't love it. No, I don't love it much either, but I mean, it it's inventive, and I like that. I like the kind of the refresh to it, but I feel like if you're going to do something funky like this, you need to do almost a whole new character, kind of like the, the Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, I agree. 'Cause that, that doesn't look like Spider Man. That looks like a like an NPC bot from like any fighting game ever. Like that looks like something the X Men would fight in the danger room.
1: Yeah, it does kinda. Yeah, I could see that. I've got it pulled up too, so I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I don't know. Of course I don't even read that comic right now anyway, so
0: Yeah. Doesn't make a difference to me. I mean it does make a difference to you because it's on the cover and it's like, oh well. You know, I'm not interested enough, I'm not invested enough in this new costume to, to pull the trigger on this. I am curious to see how long they keep it. I read that he wears it for his, because I, yeah, I pulled it up on the Marvel website, so they mitzvah? of course aren't going to be. Huh, no. His confrontation with Kingpin. Huh, okay. So it could be like a like a one-run costume and then kind of brought back over time. That's kind of what I would expect, but like you said, I don't read it, so I don't really know. Yeah. Well, the most of the news that I've got here is
1: DC news. So the first thing I wanted to say that it's pretty much safe to say that HBO is the new home for DC. There has been a huge update with DC and all of the upcoming movies and shows are going to be released on HBO. So HBO definitely... Or HBO
0: the, or the Max... Well, HBO uh, Max, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you're going to go if you're going to run out and grab your HBO subscription for all of its DC content, make sure you get the right one. Yes.
1: Don't get regular HBO, get HBO Max, which I think is a little more expensive. Yeah, cuz it's Max, obviously. Reports have said that there have been some major drama between lead Robert Pattinson and director Matt Reeves in the new
0: Batman movie oh no there's so, been a troubling development on this movie nobody wanted
1: i know it, at this point with the way dc has been going i'm almost not surprised it seems like on a lot of their movies here recently there's just been well i mean it, i mean it goes back as far as justice league or not justice league well yeah justice league but suicide squad. Oh, suicide squad
0: yeah because suicide squad like there was all that drama with I don't know that I don't know that that counts as drama as much as it is Jared Leto being a crazy person. So you'll admit that he's crazy? I'll admit that he went full method in his Joker character. Yes, he did. And descended to try to understand and become the character. Yeah, that was kind of weird. He's ludicrously talented.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if this will affect the movie all that much. I mean, they've already got a trailer out, so they they must have most of the stuff already shot. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but it's definitely lowered my expectations for this movie. You had expectations for this movie? Well, I did after seeing the trailer. The first okay, trailer, I thought, hey, this is going to be pretty awesome, but now my expectations have dropped significantly. That's fair. So so this is pretty big. Reports are saying that DC TV and movies are becoming a multiverse, which I think most of us have kind of said, yeah, that makes sense. What do you mean are becoming? Have been. They are. Always have been. I felt like.
0: Yeah, it's that that astronaut meme, are becoming a multiverse, and the guys behind him with the gun being like, always has been. Are you you moderately familiar with that meme at all? No, not at all. Oh, wonderful. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That was over my head. Keeping that in mind,
1: so keep that in mind, Zack Snyder and his visions are not part of the main storytelling. So we know that Justice League coming out sometime this year in different parts, that is Zack Snyder's cut and Zack Snyder's vision for what he had for DC. Well, that vision is not the vision that they already have
0: in the blueprints for DC. It's not Earth Prime in that sense. Correct. So the unless Walter... it's unless it's really good in which case it will be grafted into be Earth Prime
1: or maybe create its
0: own spin-off movie series possibly television series sees plural i mean i would be if it's good i'd be fine with that but if they're just going to milk it to milk it then yeah i'm not i'm not
1: around for that Well, Walter Hamada, DC executive, said that this might have the new Justice League be seen as a street that leads to nowhere. So he's just kind of warning everybody that, yes, this Zack Snyder cut of Justice League is coming out, but at the end of the movie, it's not like we're actually going to get a resolve to the issue that may arise from this movie.
0: At the same time what's what's troubling about them already saying this is this these actors this movie is not the way we're going forward what does that mean for you know Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman for Jason Momoa as Aquaman because they've already recast Batman as apparently Pat Battenson is the guy going forward or whatever so what it like what does that mean for any of this yeah, I don't you know. know. Yeah. Like, are they just going to reset literally everything with Flashpoint? They have to.
1: Like, is that kind of their their ultimate card in their hand? Like, if everything else fails? Or, like, if the Zack Snyder cut really is the better cut and everybody loves it? Like, will that be Flashpoint? Is they're going to use Flashpoint as, like, the, Hey, everything's been reset to the Zack Snyder cut and so going forward that's the way it's going to be
0: but it is it is troubling though so it, it just it has me worried for i mean don't get me wrong i've been worried about dc cinematic essentially since man of steel right but it has not this has not done anything to make me feel better as a fan yeah
1: you don't feel more confident in what what it is that they're what what they've got planned
0: not at all no
1: The Superman and Lois trailer has been revealed for the CW spinoff show to Supergirl. I don't really know how I feel about that, only because they kind of already did that along back in the 90s with Lois and Clark. I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Yeah, I feel like, especially the CW, I feel like they're going to try to... Too much butter, not enough bread, I think is... No, too much bread, not enough butter. That's the phrase. So they're going to spread themselves too thin, and yeah. they're going to start investing in either good performances about characters nobody cares about, or subpar performances on characters people love. And either one of those, or a combination of the two, is just a recipe for failure.
1: Well, I'll tell you, I like the the Superman from Supergirl he the the actor i can't even remember his name but he does a, a great job and very impressed with his performances so i like him a lot but i i would be interested to see what they do with that because he's does have a lot of potential i guess is what i'm trying to say pretty much it that's pretty much all i've got for news oh last little bit of news because we're about to review the second one wonder woman 3 is officially happening officially happening so yeah okay yeah
0: well i'm, um, I'm in for that
1: well we'll we'll get into it we'll see uh what yeah. we think about the second one
0: so one one last thing to kind of talk about you know this is the first episode of 2021 yeah a bunch of stuff on on the calendar Jay, I messaged you a link to a tweet that has, let me do the math real quick, 24 games that are coming out, or are scheduled to come out in 2021. Oh, wow. So, I would like you to take a gander at that and see which ones pop out at you that you think you might be most likely to play or would be most excited about.
1: Oh, it's just this photo? trying to zoom up. Starfield? What is that?
0: There are a lot of these that I have, I know legitimately nothing about. But there are enough of these that I'm super excited about. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm still going to share this picture.
1: I don't know much about Far Cry itself, but I've seen the trailer for Far Cry 6. And I have to say, it looks pretty
0: cool to me. Let me see if I can zoom up at all. Well, N6, the villain is, oh, what is his name? I think it's Giancarlo Esposito? Yes. He played Gus in Breaking Bad, and more notably for me, gosh, I need to drink more water. Most notably for me, he, was, he, he is Moff Gideon in The Mandalorian. That's right. All right, really? I will
1: tell you, the ones that I am probably most excited about is Hogwarts Legacy. That game looks really awesome. Gotham Knights... It's probably the one I am most excited about. And then, what's this one with the, looks like a snake circle.
0: I can't read it. What do you mean? Where is it on the picture? It's right beside the Lego Star Wars. That is God of War
1: Ragnarok. Oh, I didn't know that was coming out. Uh
0: Uh-huh. I have no idea what Lord of the Rings Gollum is, but it intrigues me. That's kind of where I am too, because I feel like Gollum is definitely a a chaotic neutral for the Lord of the Rings series, and I feel like setting him as a protagonist makes for very interesting exchanges.
1: Yeah, well, and then making a video game based around him too, like, that's very odd to me.
0: Yeah. So I will go ahead and tell you With a decent amount of confidence, the three I am most excited about. It is number one, Gotham Knights. Yes. Give me Jason Todd gameplay and give it to me now.
1: Yes, I can agree with that.
0: Number two, for me, is going to be Halo Infinite.
1: Okay, see, I'm not a Um, huge fan of the Halo games, so I guess that's where we differ.
0: I I was a pretty big fan of Halo up until about Reach. And then after Reach, I thought they really started descending into mediocrity. So I'm hoping that with the delays this one's having, and I think they're revamping it to more of an open world style as opposed to just linear plot, like mission, 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 mission. You know, I hope that can kind of revitalize the series. Yeah. And then the third one for me is coming on strong late in the year because I don't think I heard about it until maybe like two weeks ago in the bottom right there's one called back for blood is that the and if if you were a gamer in probably like an FPS gamer probably the mid to late 2000s you know exactly what that number four is from is it left for dead it is okay this so is we're like finally the, the, the sequel spiritual to sequel to left for dead 2 Aww. same devs and I've seen some alpha gameplay it's the same mechanics but they've added more to it. There's some type of like card dynamic when you can build your character to have certain abilities. Ooh, cool. So it, it adds to the, the team play of it of saying like, you don't want to build everybody the same, but if you're like, if you're solo playing, there are ones that are going to be stronger to use. Yeah. I don't know when it's scheduled to come out, but I know my friends and I will be buying it.
1: Well, that is a game. I remember specifically you and I playing together in college. So that would be a lot of fun, very neat. Yeah, I saw that. I wasn't sure if that's what that was, but that that's definitely gonna be that's gonna be one of those games that's gonna be fun. I, I'm guessing it'll probably be an online multiplayer type of thing, and probably a local multiplayer too.
0: I would, yeah, I would expect it to have the capability for both of them. That's awesome, and probably probably offline solo queuing if you are in a position when you if you don't want to be online or you don't have like xbox live or ps plus so i would i would imagine they still have the the one player option it's just going to be a little different of a gameplay experience i will say
1: yeah definitely well that's awesome yeah so we got some good stuff coming out this year we got several movies coming out this year too which will actually be on hbo max release day so you can see it in theaters or you can watch it on hbo max and we actually went over that list in our latest episode, so you can go back and check those out. Not really any movies right now that I'm planning on seeing, only because it seems like things are changing so much that thing, you know, there's that possibility that it could be delayed, so I'm not getting my hopes up until it actually comes out. Yeah. But we'll have to see what that looks like. Well, moving on to the main course for today... John, we have Wonder Woman 84. Did, how did you, did you, you watch this on HBO Max?
0: I did not. You went into theaters? N- w- Jay, Meg and I and our friends have been going to theaters for six months. I'm so jealous. It is our, it is our one activity when we try to have normalcy.
1: That's awesome. <clears throat> we watched it in the comfort of our home only because our theater has actually closed down. Which is really upsetting. I don't know if it's permanently closed, but they are not showing anything right now.
0: Oh, man.
1: Yeah, it's really upsetting. And they're not a regal or anything like that. They're just a little local place. So it's kind of upsetting to see that happen. Yeah. But just couldn't Mm -hmm. get enough butts in the seats. (laughs) You said butts. (laughs) Little beavis and (laughs) butthead for you. So, Wonder Woman 2020 came out, no, sorry, Wonder Woman 84 <laughs> came out this year, twenty or last year, good gracious, 21, Jay misses
0: 2020, you heard it here first.
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't a terrible year. So was originally supposed to come out over the summer and got delayed and came out on Christmas Day. You could watch it on HBO Max or you could go see it in theaters if your theater happened to be open. Ours was not, so we watched it on HBO Max. And, uh, yeah, well, let's do a brief synopsis. John, if you wouldn't mind, maybe...
0: I'll have to pull up, like, it's such a weird concept for me.
1: it's It's a movie that's hard to summarize, and
0: I will explain why I say that later. It's Googled film synopsis so this should be this should be pretty good. Diana Prince lives quietly among mortals in the vibrant and sleek 1980s, an era of excess driven by the pursuit of having it all. Though she's come into her full powers, she maintains a low profile by curating ancient artifacts and only performing heroic acts incognito. But soon Diana will have to muster all of her strength, wisdom, and courage as she finds herself squaring off against Maxwell Lord and the Cheetah, a villainess who possesses superhuman strength and agility. That's a pretty good summary. Yeah, it it gets the job done. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So Maxwell Lord and Cheetah are the two main villains in this film, this superhero movie. And Maxwell Lord, played by Pedro Pascal, who we lovingly know as the Mandalorian
0: it's it's still weird for me knowing him as the Mandalorian but like initially recognizing his face as Oberyn Martell
1: right from Game of Thrones yeah yeah because so much
0: of so much of Mando he has the helmet on obviously
1: yeah so Pedro Pascal is Maxwell Lord and Kristen Wiig is Rebecca
0: Barbara Minerva
1: Barbara Minerva. See, I That didn't is even, an
0: old school name. I just kept re-
1: referring her to Kristen because she's Kristen Wiig or Cheetah when I talked about the movie later with my wife. I watched it with my wife and my son.
0: Jay, Jay I'm, not, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh, Dad, I'm sorry. So the reason that, that I talked about or I referenced, it's kind of hard to explain without some type of prepared reading
1: first off we are a very spoiler heavy podcast so yes just a heads up there
0: i mentioned that diana curates museum antiquities things like that one of the one of the things that she or i guess at this point barbara is in charge of category of yeah i think cataloging that's the word is something called the Dreamstone? Which is one of those Dreamstone. like
1: Dreamstone.
0: So you had me at Dream and you lost me at Stone. I was really wondering how that word was gonna finish up.
1: Yeah, well, if you if you listen to our Dreamcast episodes, you'll hear my son
0: saying Dreamcast
1: in a really funny way, so that's
0: how he says it. But what the Dreamstone does is if you grant or if you if you wish for something, it will grant it at a cost. And like. If- Usually the but, genie will grant you a wish, but usually there's some sort of twist in there. Unless the genie is Robin Williams, in which case you're golden. Yeah. Also RIP. He's, then
1: he's your best friend.
0: So it feels really gimmicky and you don't really know how it's going to work until Diana wishes for Steve Trevor back, who famously didn't die on screen, but he flew a plane with a bomb into the sky. And it blew and the up. the plane exploded. It's, it exploded big time it was pretty cut and dry the dude's not gonna make it so in the and that was in the in the world war one era obviously time has passed between world war one and the 80s so diana has gone on and lived her life she's just kind of done her own thing and then she's at this she's at this party and who's there but some person no one knows claiming to be steve trevor and then, in the most confusing thing I think I've seen in a DC movie in a while, which takes some doing, by the way, they do this weird 360 camera angle, and it's like, abracadabra, he's Chris Pine. And I don't think that's how that works, but I will say, I've been on the lookout for cameras around me, because, I mean, like, if I turned into Chris Pine, I wouldn't complain, but
1: like, <laughs> Yeah, it was good seeing Chris... I mean, Chris... I mean, Hemsworth... No, Pine. It was good seeing Chris, Chris, Chris Oak.
0: No, Chris Elm.
1: Chris Sassafras. Bless you. Yeah. You know what? As you're going through the movie, I'm just going to I'm going to pause you every now and then just because with a
0: different Chris
1: with no with (laughs) that'd be funny with just my take on these different parts. I'm just going to go ahead and give you a heads up. I hated this movie so much. I before
0: did not care for this movie at all. So we we saw it, I guess it would have been the 26th, the, the Saturday after Christmas, and Christmas was a Friday. And in that time, I had had enough friends on Twitter see it, and they were like, this movie, it's not great, but it's good, or this movie's abjectly terrible. And to me, it does end up somewhere in between. It's watchable, but it's cheesy. So this movie
1: um, was a victim of lazy writing. I'm, I'm perfectly content agreeing with that, yeah. I, we had a friend, a mutual friend of ours, he said, I said that to him, and he said, no, correction, it's bad writing. <gasps> and I said, no, it's not bad writing, because there was a story there. It just, it was done in a very lazy way. And it frustrates me so bad, mainly because the first Wonder Woman is so good. So good. Yeah,
0: but the first Wonder Woman wasn't hastily finished in the midst of a pandemic either i guess so i am i do want to give this movie the benefit of the doubt and say if this had been a normal year it would have been better because it might not have had the same ending
1: okay well first off the first thing i'm going to complain about is she's still so hung up over chris or steve rogers no steve no steve trevor steve Stone Cold Steve Austin? She's so cr- just hung up over him. And I'm sorry, but he died in World War One, And it's 1984.
0: He's literally the first man she ever met.
1: But there has been a lot of men that she has run into between now and then. Are it's okay? time for you to eat some ice cream and move on. You just completely blew past my joke.
0: I'm kind of upset about that. What, what did you say? I, I'm sorry. You said there have been plenty of men that she's run into. I said, oh, are they okay? Because <laughs> she's an Amazon, so she's naturally stronger and faster. Uh, but gotcha. no, I I, I agree with your point. But at the same time, it's, it's her life. If that's the way they want to define her character, that's fine. I might not have done it, but I also wouldn't have had her wait until... 1984 to have ghost of boyfriend past tell her to move on
1: yeah yeah so then he yeah you're right he does he shows up and then he puts the watch in her hand and says the same thing that he says in the first movie before he goes up in the plane and she's like steve and then that's when they do that 360 pan and he turns into chris pine
0: because at first you're like this guy kind of looks like Steve Trevor? Maybe a little bit? It looks like somebody trying to describe Chris Pine to their friends. But it's not working. (laughs) He looked like the stunt double. Except, I feel like he looked taller than the stunt. Like, he looked taller than Chris Pine.
1: It makes me wonder if, like, maybe they did
0: use his stunt double.
1: They're like, hey, could you pretend to be Chris Pine? Because that's what you do
0: anyway. First of all, before we get too much past this point, can we pour some out for this dude, though? Yeah, he... Blacked out for a while, didn't he? Could you, could you, no, not, not just that he blacked out, but could you imagine like, yeah, you know, we're going to, we're going to cast you in this Wonder Woman movie and you're going to be technically the love interest. It's like, oh wow, that's great. What happens to me? Oh, Chris Pine takes over your body for 90% of the movie. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, cash the check, but like, yikes. I feel, I feel bad for that guy. Cause kind of like you said, I mean, he's, he's not a bad looking guy. He delivers his lines well. He just doesn't have very many of them.
1: No, I almost would have rather them like leave like, you know, like in Quantum Leap where he looks in the mirror.
0: No, you wouldn't have that. Or do you you don't know what I'm talking about? I know that Quantum Leap is a television show that involves time travel.
1: Okay, Quantum Leap. The guy leaps into other people's bodies of like famous people.
0: Oh, he's like he's like Dead Man.
1: A little bit. Yeah. And so he jumps into bodies of famous people, and he does it unknowingly. Like he he jumps to the next person, hoping that his next jump, his next leap, will be the leap home. But he ends up going to somebody else. Well, in that, when they look in the mirror, they see. I mean, it was basically the same thing.
0: Like you see, Count Bakula... Bo- What's his name? Sorry, you said Count Bakula, and I heard Count Chocula, so that's what I was picturing. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember Count Chocula being in this movie at all.
1: <laughs> anyway, Bacula,
0: what's his name? Oh, Scott Bacula. Yeah. yeah,
1: Scott Bacula. He's
0: on a NCIS New Orleans. Yeah, so he looks I'm in the mirror. I'm ashamed that I know
1: that. Whenever he looks in the mirror, he sees the famous person that he is at that time. So, anywho, moving on. Sorry, I interrupted
0: your... That I mean, that was really about it. I scrolled down. I still have the the Wikipedia page open. Dude is literally credited in this movie as Handsome Man.
1: Oh, no! So who's my character? Handsome Man. Well, thank you. It's a weird superpower,
0: but I'm into it. (laughs) So they they abruptly leave the party, as you would if you were being greeted by a 70-year-old ghost. They go back to Handsome Man's apartment and try on his clothes, which is, you know, the first thing you would do if you found out you were in a strange person's body try on all their clothes
1: and they do trying to find something nice for
0: Steve to wear which I would like to say it's an enjoyable scene because Diana is very fashionable, fashionably sound and very elegant and the the clothes that this guy has are hilariously 80's oh yeah but the almost the entirety of that scene is in one of the trailers uh huh yeah It is. So it's like, yo, you know, you you enjoyed that scene six months ago. Cool.
1: This movie was really, I, I was enjoying this movie when Steve showed back up. I mean, it was weird and confusing and we were like, okay, so are we going to have this explained? Because Wonder Woman never actually, Diana, Diana never actually says, I wish that Steve was alive again she just kind of holds the rock and gets really quiet.
0: and But but he, you heard the whoosh and her hair fluttered so you knew there was magic afoot, Jay. That's how movies work. And so when he
1: showed up, you kind of had this idea. You were like, okay, she must have wished in that moment for Steve to be here. But you're like, so what? what's up with this? Like, how's this working? And so you're like, okay, so I guess this is what we're going to figure out the whole time. But the scenes with Steve... When Steve is in the movie, I actually really enjoyed it a lot, especially those scenes with him like rediscovering, well, discovering the future, you know, and he, they go to like the aerospace museum and the Smithsonian and all these different places. And he's getting to see what is now history, but for him, it's brand new. And he's like, what? We went to space. We flew in that rocket. Like that's so cool! Like he, you know, it was fun getting to see that because you're like, yeah, that's how a person from the past would react.
0: Yeah, Um, I I remember in that scene, I leaned over to Meg, and I was like, Meg, I feel like I have like weird PTSD about this museum now. And she looked at me, she was like, why? And there's a there's a a main story mission in the Division Two when you have to take over the Air and Space Museum. Oh. They were going down those stairs, and I was like, I died on those stairs so many times. Because <laughs> it's, it's a natural choke point in that room. But that is a very niche opinion that not a lot of people have. It's funny, you're. it's like you're living, you're having PTSD from somebody else's life. Oh man, that's gotta be weird for a handsome man when he wakes up and realizes there's a week of his life he doesn't remember. Yeah, and then did he also wake up really sore,
1: too? Because they had that huge fight in the Middle East. And,
0: and the fight in the White House. And the fight in the White House. Like, did he wake up and he's like, Oh my gosh, what did I just do? I would say CrossFit, but I don't think CrossFit was a thing in the 80s. So anyway, moving on with the story. So, the
1: stone, right? We're trying to figure out the stone. We're trying to figure out what's going on. Pedro Pascal, or Maxwell Lord... He it has some knowledge about this stone and he's trying to find it too. So he decides to support this museum and give them money so that he can get some private tours. And boy does he. and he gets a tour with uh, Kristen Wig, cheetah, Barbara, third times the charm. Let's do it. <laughs> and uh, he steals the the rock, the stone and takes the stone oh yeah after barbara had already made her wish which was i wish to be like diana
0: the dramatic irony of that wish was astounding by the way because she didn't know that diana was wonder woman but she figured it out when she smacked a guy across a street yep so uh Maxwell Lord
1: takes the stone, and his wish was very interesting. He doesn't wish for... He essentially didn't wish for one wish. He wished for a
0: thousand wishes? In the in the sense that he wished to become the stone. Right. So we It was s- a very... Kind of like you said, it was a very interesting take on it. I was like, oh, okay. Can you do that? And then the stone turned to powder, and I was like, oh, yep, guess you can. Turned to powder and got sucked into him. Yeah,
1: and so from here, this is when the rules just become... The rules of this wishing stone become very confusing for me. And really, the movie feels like... I'm going to be honest. The movie, to me, almost felt like two different movies cut together. It was after the airplane scene with Steve and Diana... That I was like, this is kind of becoming a different movie. because Cheesy first, and campy, yeah. Yeah. Because at first it was like, oh, hey, this is fun and loving. And, you know, we're getting to see Wonder Woman do her saving thing. But at the same time, being really secretive about it. Shh, don't tell anybody that I'm super powered. I'm going to knock out all the cameras so that there's no video evidence. Because... She doesn't really get discovered until Bruce Wayne discovers her in Batman v Superman. So they had to... Continuity
0: called for her
1: to keep everything hush-hush. Uh, well,
0: for up until a point. Continuity has a really weird point with the end of this movie. Yes, it does. But, moving on. So
1: anyway, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with that.
0: Maxwell Lord, he basically becomes the stone. And he has the ability to grant people's wishes... When they physically have to say the words, I wish for something, something, something. And then he's able to grant the wish at his own, like on his own terms. So he can say like, what was, what was, what was one that was an example? The president. So it was the eighties. It was really the ending of the cold war, but no one really knew it at the time. Yeah. So he wished for more weapons. He didn't wish for the cold war to be over because he's abysmally stupid. But he wished for more nuclear weapons. So they start appearing and whatever. And then and Pedro Pascal goes, I grant your wish, but I have to be able to use your satellite that lets me broadcast to everywhere on the planet at the same time. And he, the, the president just heard more nukes and he was like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. And then it's just kind of that same type of thing. He he starts granting wishes to people at the cost of their health because granting the wishes was causing him to descend into very aggressive sickness is how i would phrase it yeah
1: cuz he even says yeah i can i can grant wishes because he, this this satellite was created where it could broadcast anywhere in the world and the way that it would broadcast is it used protons physical protons so that meant that it was they would be physically touching him which was part of the trick and then they could have any wish they wanted. So he went to the television station where this satellite was located and got everybody to say what they wanted, what their wishes were. And he said, I can, somebody wishes for a new bike, for example. This is, this is not what he says, but, you know, somebody wishes for a new bike. I can grant them their wish but take away their, the organ that I need. Or take away their life force. Or take away their whatever, whatever he's needing to survive. And so essentially he could live forever, was kind of the idea with this. So
0: so it's the, the wishing stone dynamic was, I don't know, I don't love it. Because the stone I had
1: thought... rules, but then at the same time he breaks those rules. Because you could only each person could only get one wish. That was one of the rules. Well mm-hmm. then he mm-hmm. says, You know what? I'm feeling generous today to Barbara's character, you know, to Barbara. And he's like, you can you can have uh, you can have some more wishes if you want. I'm feeling generous. And so she does, and she turns into an apex predator and turns into a cheetah girl. Quite
0: literally, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, the rules were changed, and I felt like they were changed so that we could get a CGI fight at the end.
0: I wanted the CGI fight to be so much cooler than it was.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of swinging around.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of, like, obvious CG and not a lot of CG fighting. Also, cats do not mix well in water. Uh, they especially don't mix well in water with power lines.
1: Yes, and for some reason, Diana is not affected by those. I mean, she's a superhero what well, that point wasn't cheetah cuz she was like diana
0: i see that would be my thing is does what if she just got to like refine her wish so instead of being like diana in the sense of you know she's super strong she can fly all this mess she became more like a cheetah in the sense of she's fast and strong but ultimately grounded because kind of like you said wonder woman had done so much of her how so much of her heroic activities without fame and no one really knew what her full power set was so barbara might not have understood what it meant to be like diana because she didn't know what like diana meant
1: right i guess so so it's because
0: she was grounded
1: that the electricity actually went through her that's what i'm talking about
0: now i understand yeah you you got that joke free of charge
1: (laughs) We also get the invisible jet in this movie, because Diana learns how to make things invisible, and so the jet turns invisible.
0: Really, exactly when she needed it to, it's incredibly convenient. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not
1: an expert on how radar works, but if a jet's invisible, wouldn't the radar
0: still pick it up? Because um... the, the,
1: the radio waves are still bouncing off of the plane, right?
0: In in real life, I wanna say yes, but in comic book world, the the magic that Diana references is the same thing that was used to make the mascara invisible. So you would think like what would stop somebody like like a low flying airplane, right, from flying into the island? Or or a ship just out in the middle of the ocean doing its boat thing, beaching itself on this island. Part of, the, part of the magic of turning invisible also has to be that things go through you, like uh, Kitty Pride from X-Men. Okay. It, that's the only way it makes sense, because kind of like you said, invisible doesn't mean like, gone.
1: Right. It just means you can't see it.
0: Yeah. Like
1: Harry Potter's invisibility cloak. He puts it on, d- he becomes invisible, but somebody could still hit him with a spell.
0: I mean, yeah, but they'd have to know where he is or have, like, a rebound spell. Could you have a heat-seeking spell? That would be brilliant. You would never miss. That's true. I don't know. But we'll have to find out in uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Furthermore,
1: I'm not a plane expert,
0: but I would be willing to bet
1: that the airplane that Trevor flew in World War One was probably vastly different and more simple than the jets that we have now. The fighter jets, I might add. Not just, like, you know, a Boeing 737, but, like, a straight-up Warthog jet. Like, I know that's got to fly
0: different. It has wings and an engine. I mean, I know
1: the basic controls are probably the same, but starting that thing up and the thrust like that's so much more powerful than he's used to. John just (laughs) winked at me. It's all about the thrust.
0: (laughs) No, my you are having incredibly valid complaints about this scene. I have two other complaints. One I've already referenced in saying it's been 70 years since World War One and she has done this precisely one time. She has made something invisible with this magic once. It was a coffee mug, and she never saw it again. So she frantically is able to do it under pressure, much larger than she ever had before, and they were able to find it to get back from Cairo. That's right. And then, Jay, I know you said that you're not a radar expert, but you may be... A you may be a flying expert in the sense of if you had an invisible plane that you had just stolen from the government, would would the first thing you do be fly into a Fourth of July fireworks display? Not at all. Yeah. He I mean, was like, Hey,
1: I've got an idea. This he, will be fun. He, looked,
0: he straight up looked down and he was like, Doug from up. He was like, Oh, shiny.
1: And then they fly up into the clouds. Now that part was kind of cool, seeing the fireworks through the clouds. And it looks very good, I thought. Yeah, it did.
0: I thought that scene looked very good. It just made zero sense. Yep. And then they go to the Middle East where there is some conflict between Maxwell Lord and a I guess a former oil baron yep. who had just sold all of his oil. And then there's a there's a fight between a security team and Diana when we realize a little bit more how strong but also weak Diana is becoming. Yeah. You're laughing. What is your I, what is your memory of this scene? I'm
1: laughing because they're in this scene it well throughout the movie Wonder Woman is very good at at bringing out her lasso and throwing it to attach to stuff so that she can swing on it. Because up to this point she doesn't fly so we're like okay so she uses her lasso to swing from one thing to the other my son my oldest at this scene in particular he goes okay i've got a question how long is her lasso because it seems like the length of it varies all the time and so i laughed because i had noticed that as well and i was like it's as long as the movie
0: needs it to be no, that's, that's absolutely fair. <laughs> Unless the movie needs it to be just a little bit shorter, like it does in this scene.
1: Yeah, where it just doesn't quite reach. And she, uh, she whips, grabs the bullet with the... whips the bullet away.
0: That was impressive. Well, I mean, it's things you can do when you're a superhero. Mm-hmm. Even one with diminishing powers.
1: No, I mean, that part I was fine with. Because I was like, okay, yeah. She, you know, she's a superhero. She probably has very... Very good precision, you know? She can throw that lasso exactly where it needs to go. You grab the bullet,
0: flip it away. All right. Isn't that that song from Fiddler on the Roof? No? Am I, am I wrong? <laughs> you might be. You might be onto to something. Okay. She
1: saves a few kids, does the same thing, saves the kids, puts them on the side of the road, and then
0: is like, shh, don't tell anybody that I'm Wonder Woman. Don't tell anybody that I used to be Wonder Woman. I'm having a moment. I guess
1: we, we learn, we're like, hey, what's going on? And then we learn from a, f- a uh, direct descendant of the Aztecs that that eye roll, I'm guessing, was, oh, yeah, that happened.
0: It's just another of those, like, woefully convenient...
1: Yeah, they find a an Aztec expert, and they're like, oh, yeah, this stone, the Aztecs had it. In fact, that's why they don't exist anymore, is because they made a wish, but instead of renouncing their wish they kept it and now they're destroyed and that's why they're no longer here anymore. And so they're like, wait a second. You, you mean you, you, the bad, it takes something away from you. And they're like your powers. Oh yeah, that's right. And of course, Chris, Kristen wig is there with them. And you know, by this point it's like, okay, well now she definitely knows that Diana's wonder woman. If she didn't know before, she definitely knows now this movie.
0: Yeah, no, there are, there are definite problems the the mayan guy I thought it was Mayan not Aztec. Oh, I don't know. It was one of those. Wikipedia just says a man who keeps documents of the dreamstone's history. Uh, not helpful. Yeah. It it was
1: it was either the Mayans or the Aztecs. It was one of those, yeah.
0: And he basically, I think he's the one who says the only way you can, you know, stop this is have everybody renounce their wishes or or destroy the stone. Yes. Which in this case
1: would be kill Max.
0: And that's honestly where I thought this was headed. I thought this was headed to a Man of Steel style hero kills the villain to save the world. It's a formative moment. Because up until then, I mean, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they don't deliberately kill. They've done things that have almost with 100% certainty resulted in death. Yep. But they're not Tony Stank out here missling people tony stank one of the one of the best stan lee cameos
1: yeah so she decides to in that scene so we we can jump back now to that scene at the end where maxwell lord is at the satellite and he's getting everybody to do the wishes well diana uses her lasso and her hmm. john is just he's got his hands on his face he's oh my gosh
0: The end of this movie is so stupid. So
1: he's in the middle. The camera's been destroyed. He jumps into the proton beam or whatever it is. And he's like, everybody keep making your wishes. And then he hears his son. And Diana also does the whip. And it lands in the proton beam. And so then her truth, the lasso of truth takes over the proton beam and the truth is being revealed and that's that everybody's suffering and then the lesson that diana learns at the very beginning of the movie when she was the only child that got to participate in the amazon olympics she gets to repeat that lesson learned which is the truth is so much better than cheating I- i'm not even really sure what the lesson
0: was to be honest I'm no true hero is born from lies is the direct quote. Okay. What? So because people were, people were getting these wishes and they didn't know, they didn't read the fine print who to thunk. No one reads the fine print. They didn't realize what it was costing. And they also didn't realize, you know, like if Jay and I wished for mutually exclusive things, we would both get them, but then we would like duke it out because like, if we both wished for the same house, like, do we both just have to share the house? How does this work? There are, there's, it's so lazy to just grant every, like, isn't that, isn't that what, what Bruce runs into in Bruce Almighty when he sets the prayer email to auto answer yes? That's right. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, maybe this is a mistake. Just a, a different take on the same scenario. Basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Max hears his son calling for him, calling for his help. And he's like, "Oh, where are you?" And so then it takes him forever to finally, and he renounces his wish. So renouncing his wish resets everybody's wish. That has to be what it was, because there's like, pe- there are people out there who are very selfish. Oh yeah, but renouncing so, his wish because so everything else's everything that had been answered from the time that he was the stone was reset and the reason why i say that is because barbara at the end she never actually renounces like out loud she doesn't renounce her thing and so i've got a feeling that she still has the powers of diana but she no longer looks like a cheetah
0: because that was granted after he became the stone. Correct. And her wish to be like Diana was from the stone itself.
1: Right. That is my understanding. I don't and you're going to go full rascal flats on us be like that is my wish. Oh no. For those who don't know, that is a oh my terrible God. country group. I put country in air quotes. Country group from Nashville that I would say most of us probably don't like If you consider Rascal Flatts to be country music, you're probably not from Nashville.
0: I would say Rascal Flatts is the nickelback of pop country. Yes. Ubiquitous in the sense of they're very known, but I feel like there are not a lot of people who would publicly claim to enjoy them. No. So anyway, the movie ends. Finally. Um, It's a two and a half hour movie, (laughs) somehow. So the the movie ends... Maxwell Lord gets a better ending than he deserved oh, by yeah. somehow not going to prison.
1: Oh, that's another thing. He he goes on the helicopter. He lands and happens to land exactly where his son is, Uh-huh. who is out uh-huh. wandering around in the streets. He's just, yeah, he's like in the woods. Yeah, he's like, oh, dad, behind I was hiding over here behind
0: this bush. He went full PUBG. He's hiding in this bush. <laughs> yeah, I just there are a lot of problems with this movie. And if you go in expecting it to be the first Wonder Woman of that same quality and caliber, you, first of all, you made a mistake. You should have known better. Yeah, you're going to be But if so you go into it with the, the reset expectations of, oh, this is a DC movie, it's probably going to be decent at best. You'll still be a little bit disappointed, but you won't be as disappointed. It's To me, it, it is watchable with the known caveats of it's not great. And it's pretty campy. The ending is not satisfying.
1: Oh yeah, we did skip over completely the scene where Steve Trevor goes away. But they just, they realize, you know, hey, well Steve was actually the one that was like, you know, Diana, it was great seeing you again, but I lived a really good life. And it's okay that I'm dead. And I'm okay with this. You have a bigger responsibility right now. You need to save... This planet, because the planet was literally falling apart. It was terrible. And uh, so he... They say their goodbyes. They say how much they love each other. And then she runs off. And she starts healing, like, as she's running. Because she renounces her wish. Oh, and then she learns how to fly. So there's that part, which was confusing, because in the future movies like Batman v Superman and Justice League, she does not fly. So...
0: Yeah. This movie does no favors for continuity. No, it does not. The continuity question that I have is if this movie takes place in 1984, what year does Justice League take place? Or, or Batman versus Superman?
1: I mean, we ha- we're under the impression that it's, like, present day.
0: When it was released, right? right. So... By that logic, this Bruce Wayne probably would have been born sometime in the late seventies. Bat Batfleck would have been born in the late seventies. Yeah. How does he not remember this?
1: Good question. Excellent that question. Is,
0: that is the single greatest continuity error that DC faces in this exact second. Yep. Like, what? This is a massive world ending cataclysmic event. And I feel like You might not remember a lot of things from your childhood, especially if you have the trauma of your parents being murdered in front of you, but you would probably remember that time you were like six years old and the world almost ended. I I could be wrong, but I'm confident I'm not.
1: And some crazy guy was on every single TV. He was even on computers. Did you notice that? Every screen. Every screen. Every screen. There was a scene where I think it was the stock market and he was
0: on the computer screens. So, yeah. So ultimately, I think we just—I think we just one through ten. This, I'm gonna—I'm gonna go first. Oh well, let's just real quick before we end on that. There's more to talk about. Yeah. Well,
1: hold on. There's two more things. One, for whatever reason, we get a time skip, and it's Christmas. Yeah. Which I almost feel like they did that only because this movie was being released on Christmas Day. I really think they did that. They just were like, hey, let's film this one scene. And then also we get the after, cre- well, mid-credits scene where we get to see the original Wonder Woman from the Wonder Woman TV show. Her name is Linda Carter. And she is, we have to guess that she's playing Asteria. No, it's it's confirmed. Oh, okay. It is confirmed? Yeah, oh, okay. she
0: says, what's your name? And she says, Asteria. Oh, did she? Oh, see, I yeah.
1: completely missed that.
0: It's because you were so excited to turn the movie off when the credits <laughs> I'm started. I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, <laughs> oh my
1: gosh, this is finally over.
0: Yeah. So yeah, that's that's absolutely the most redeeming thing about this movie, is the mid credit scene with Linda Carter. And they're making a third one. At the same time, though, one good and one bad, the third one is going to define the trilogy. And I feel like they know that they do. I hope they know that at
1: least. Yeah. They got to make up for it. So uh scale of one to 10
0: is what you're wanting to do. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I will. I will go first and give it a very generous five. I have a lot of problems with this movie, but at the end of the day, it is watchable.
1: I'm going to I'm going to say no, it is not watchable. I did not enjoy it at all. I will not be watching this again. And I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10. And only because the first, I would say, 45 minutes of this movie, I enjoyed. I liked it. It had a good start at the beginning. But it just did not finish well at all. Yeah. And it fell apart so hard and so yeah. It it really is disappointing. I don't like giving this movie that rating only because I loved the first one and they did such a good job and then they just didn't follow through. And it's so upsetting.
0: Yeah. So between the two of us, we have rated it as a 4. And I even feel like that's generous. It really is. So at this point, watch at your own risk. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Let us know if you've seen it, what you think. I'm excited to hear what other people think about this movie, because obviously we're not the biggest fans.
1: I did see, and I thought this was interesting, on HBO Max, it's only on HBO Max for the next week. I don't know if that means it's going to be like a a wide release after that. Like, you're going to be able to watch it on Amazon and all that stuff. I wouldn't expect. But I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. But I, I noticed on HBO Max, it said, exclusive to HBO Max for the next week. Something like that. That was our thoughts on
0: Wonder Woman 84. It's a, It's a tough one to start the year. But, you know, we're going to keep trekking. We're going to keep going optimism is a is a thing i guess i don't know i'm not great at it so still learning that
1: got to be optimistic about it i i think this was just a i think you're kind of right john this may have just been the victim of all this mess that's happened this year with covid and stuff however at the same time the movie was ready to release over the summer which means that the movie would have been filmed at least, or finished filming at least six months before that, in which case there really wasn't any COVID stuff going on. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
0: That same worry has me less worried for something like Black Widow, though, because Black Widow, you have to think it was like 90% done. Oh, yeah. So they were just doing like finishing stuff and post-production, maybe reshoots. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas they still had so much more of this movie to produce post shutdown, and like I said,
1: this movie really is just the victim of lazy writing because the acting was good. the actors all did a very good job with what they were given, but it's just the story itself just didn't make sense, yeah, so yeah, gonna gonna just pat this one on the back and just be like, "Well, buddy, you
0: tried." You're a DC movie. That's not Aquaman or Wonder Woman. You did your best. Let's
1: see how you do next time.
0: You'll you'll get them next time, slugger.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: me. Well, I don't really have anything else. Do you have anything else? Other than maybe a, a quick what you doing, but... Sure. It, not, a, not a whole lot new for me. Not much going on with you? No, I'm working on a, a new year, new... Twitch page for my channel, so I have some, some emotes now I'm really excited about. Um, Are these Twitches has...
1: that have started up because of 2020? Like, it just kind of got gotcha, you, you know? Just...
0: Yeah, it's got me in a certain way <laughs> now, but just trying to do, trying to take my, my Twitch channel a little more seriously and not, because it is still a hobby, and it's always only ever going to be a hobby, but even in that context, if I'm going to do it It's worth doing well. Yeah, sure. So just take it a little more seriously on my end. I think that's kind of my focus for at least the beginning part of 2021. See how we go from there.
1: Yeah, very cool.
0: And you're going to be maining Valhalla for probably the next six months because it's massive. Probably longer
1: than that, honestly. It looks to be very large. So there's going to be a lot to do with that. And then I still have other games that I haven't even beaten yet that I'll have to go back and try to finish those too but that's yeah that's what I've been doing mostly and oh I did start watching on Hulu they brought uh Dragon Ball Super they they did they did so I've been watching Dragon Ball Super and I've been thoroughly enjoying it it is fantastic I didn't know that yeah it's fun it I was a huge fan of dragon ball z and some of dragon ball but mostly dragon ball z and a a little bit of dragon ball gt but this one it it kind of ignores the gt stuff and just focuses on what happened right after if you remember marjan Bu was the last big villain that they fight in dragon ball z and so it's kind of takes over right after that but it's cool
0: yeah listeners almost said viewers listeners, if you're out there, I guess, no, you are, out. you're out there. You made it through this episode like we made it through that movie. Let us know. Reach out to us with your favorite gift you gave, favorite gift you received, and what you're, what you're working on right now. Things that, things that got you through the end of 2020 that you're looking to kick up with here in 2021. We, we would love to hear from you in pretty much any way, shape, or form. Most of those ways, shapes, and forms involve some type of digital media, whether that is our Facebook page, facebook.com they didn't ask us. It could be an email, which is they didn't ask us at gmail.com. And then you could go to the show's Instagram, which I don't even know the handle of because I'm not on Instagram. I'm ashamed. I'm sorry. what did you say? The show's Instagram because I am not on Instagram. So I don't even know what it is. The
1: Instagram page is just they didn't ask us.
0: Okay. Yep. Pretty simple. We kept
1: it simple for that one. Nice. I'm the one that's a little more complicated. You can follow me on
0: Instagram.
1: The nerd is underscore
0: in. You with your underscores that I completely understand. <laughs> and then and then for me personally, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at jmuller8332. So I think that, that about wraps it up for me. Again, those are all the places to reach out to us if you have something you would like us to discuss, either maybe just a short brief topic of conversation or maybe something on Netflix, Hulu, YouTube that you would like us to watch and review. Let us let us know, reach out to us and we'd love to we'd love to talk to you about that and hear from you.
1: But we will and, be back in 2 weeks and we will be
0: reviewing Soul. I think that's doable, yeah.
1: Yeah, Pixar animation. Already watched it. Cried a lot.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched it, and I'm really intimidated because everyone has said that they've cried a lot. But we'll be reviewing that next time, so we'll check you. Check
1: back with us in two weeks. But until then, nerd out. Thank you for listening to another episode of They Didn't Ask Us. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, we would love to hear from you you can reach the show by email at they didn't ask us at gmail.com. Whether you just discovered our podcast or have been a longtime listener, if you enjoy what we are doing, please take a moment after the show, give us a review and also give us a rating. Tune in next time to hear more random nerdy thoughts and opinions from your new favorite podcast.